this week on Socratic Cinema. Is Lieutenant below Commissioner? Yeah, yes. Well, I'm sorry, I don't... What do you think? You sound so disappointed. <laughs> no, about the cops, James. Yeah. James, God. To fight the yeah, power, uh, you have to know the power. Yeah. Uh, What's like dyslexia, but you confuse entire words with one another in your head? Um, being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard to be weird. Keith Ledger did yeah, a great I job. I like you would know that. Psh, am I right? Up top, Casey. Uh, Up top, Casey. <laughs> Riddle me this, Batman. What movie is three hours long, <laughs> has two Nirvana needle drops, <laughs> and has the guy from Jackbox Trivia Murder Party as the main villain? <laughs> oh if you don't answer, I'll shoot Casey. Why <laughs> me? Yeah, Time's ticking, Batman. <laughs> I'm Paul Dano. <laughs> no, Joker. The Riddler. Alfred, you're not my father. Oh, you, you, you have to understand, James pitched this to us as, I have to present this episode no matter what. And we yeah. didn't know what he was going to say. And it was that. I was walking to get lunch, and, and I was like, it came to me. I was like, that would be really funny. I have to do it. <laughs> I, don't know where the, I don't know where the Heinz Doofenshmirtz voice uh, came into it. <laughs> but I'm not mad that it did. Batman. <laughs> ah, Batman. <laughs> My oldest nemesis. Riddleinator. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can tell. Go, yeah, see? Like, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, answer, the answer to the riddle, if you couldn't tell. Does anyone know what the answer is? Is it the, the Batman? Serrano. It's Matt Reeves, the Batman, baby. Damn it. You win this round, Batman. Yeah, because that's what he sounds like in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he's, nasally. He's, yeah. he's a 1920s um, cartoon character. Please give him some flonies, bro. That's please. what I would have wanted. Um, <laughs> but today we are talking, in fact, about the long-awaited Batman movie, Batman. Sorry, the Batman. Uh, yep. My name is James Delisio. I'm Casey Clark. And I'm Charlie Heatherly. And just jumping right in. I think it's very important that they called this movie The Batman and not just Batman. That's something I'm, I'm uh, personally attached to. I, I think the usage of the word the really, it adds something, right? If it was just Batman, that's like Spider-Man, Superman. It's like all the other comic book heroes, right? The Batman makes him sound like an a, like a urban legend. Makes him sound like a, a, a damn cryptid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like True. The Mothman. It's like ugh, the, the Batman, like the awful nightmare creature the batman is here um so i I like that a lot but i listen this movie has this is like it is unbelievable amounts of hype for this film right for like two years now all i've heard anyone say is like the batman is gonna rock the world when it comes out and this movie did not disappoint in my humble opinion and i'm sure we'll get into that a little bit more but we're gonna jump right in we're gonna. We're not gonna waste any time. No more riddles. Um, I'm gonna pass it over to Casey. Casey, what were your initial impressions of the Batman? Wow! Thank you, thank you. 
Yeah, so, of course. My initial impressions, I, I really enjoyed the movie. Great movie. The performances, amazing. I would rewatch it over and over again. Like, this this is a type of movie that, like, I could feel the film bro, like, growing on me like a symbiotic, like, parasite. <laughs> it was great. It was great. I was like, oh, I need to get a Letterboxd account. I will put out reviews. Um, <laughs> you should do it. You should do it. Join me. No, follow no. Me. He's stop. already trying to get me to the follow my letterbox. No, at... no free follow promo. Okay, don't follow my letterbox. Don't do it. Absolutely not. Charlie doesn't ever put funny reviews for anything. So, like, what's the point? I don't put reviews for anything. Uh, yeah, you can like, find me on Letterbox at James Delicio. You are gonna love what you find oh, there. Oh my goodness. I- Anyways, off of that, the makeup department did an amazing job. That's Colin Farrell. Seriously, for real, they amazing. get out of town. Get out of town. Amazing. Couldn't even recognize him. Um, and one of my best, one of the best parts in the movie. First off, I want to say that I appreciate Matt Reeves actually lighting a dark movie all right gotham is always like pitch dark but i appreciate not having to squint and trying to see what's going on all the time i'm paying 16 dollars. <laughs> i don't have 2020 vision i'm struggling as it is please make my life easier thank you Imagine not having 2020. Okay, school. Listen, double scoliosis. Listen, double scoliosis. All right. Yeah, double scoliosis. Double twenties on my vision. (laughs) Okay. Okay. No. But that's a that's a really good point, Casey. Like this is a very dark movie, but it's not. I'd never found it hard to see anything. Right. Um, Yes. And I I thought it used the darkness to its advantage really well in some specific like sequences. Uh, But we can talk about that. We can talk about that later. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, Also, what I liked. You know, you know, I I had to I have to say this. Um, Zoe Kravitz, please, miss, please marry me, please. I, yep, I I'm no, available whenever you you are available. Um, N- normally this is the part where I'd like chastise you guys, uh, but like, but yeah, but like, yeah, you ain't got I nothing mean, to say. This is the like, <laughs> this is like never mind. But no one's Zoe mad about Kravitz this. Okay, let's just Pattinson, say great, nobody is great angry casting. about the casting in this no movie. One's angry. No, I was having no. a great time personally. You know what my and you know what I didn't like about this movie, which it's not a real gripe. But if I was a thug, how mad would I be that this teen, this tween, not a tween, but this guy in his early twenties is stomping me out in Doc Martens? He's running <laughs> around Gotham in Doc Martens. I know. Yeah. I. Upsetting. I love the bat boots. No, the I love bat the bat boots. boots. I love how clunky his suit feels. Like, yeah, it feels like armor, dude. This is two years like, in. We'll we'll get bez- to it. We'll get it's to it. Berserker Batman, like, oh, it's yeah. what the Ben Affleck suit should have been. Um, ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. Ah, anyways, whoa. anyways, but that's calm, calm down. That is the end of my take. I will pass it back to you, James. You seed. Your time? You seize your time? I, yes, I, I seed my time. Okay. Uh, proposing a motion to pass the initial impressions to Charlie. All in favor, say aye. 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 Actually, I disagree. No, Charlie, go ahead. <laughs> motion passed. Damn you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start off with the thing that I didn't like about the Batman, mm. uh, just to mix it up. Uh, I was sad that they didn't make every person who got punched in this movie 
uh, be played by Paul Dano. Dang. I do really like it when he gets punched in the Definitely. face. He just has a very punchable face. He never face. does. No. What do you mean? Paul Dano do doesn't mean? get beat up in this movie. No, which I'm mad about. Oh, that's what you were saying. Yeah. 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 Why can't Paul Dano be punched Crazy. more? I don't have anything against him as like a person. He does but have like, a really man, it's punchable got a weak face. chin. <laughs> for, yeah. For the most punchable I, face in the movie, it's crazy that he gets like punched the least. Commissioner bro. Gordon gets punched more than he yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> Commissioner yeah, Gordon. Lieutenant took it. Gordon. Oh, oh. Oh, is he still a lieutenant in this yeah. one? Uh, is lieutenant below commissioner? Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm sorry, I don't... What do you... You sound so disappointed. <laughs> yeah, James. God. Yeah. Uh. No more about the cops, James. Yeah, sorry. I thought yeah. it was ACAB, huh? To fight the power, you oh, have to power. know the power. Exactly. Oh, Thank you, didn't Charlie. Uh, Thank that's you. like a Sun Tzu quote. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Is that a Sun Tzu quote? <laughs> what? You know, my friend carries the Art of War around in his pocket. Maybe I should start doing that. That man's a, a, a cartoon idea. character. That's <laughs> no, no, he's real. What a, what a like does not great exist. Quirk. He's he's real and British, which makes it funnier. I, uh, I, I suddenly know exactly who you're talking about. And I'm so pissed off. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah. So real Batman takes. Uh, absolutely loved it. This movie is. The best Batman movie, in my opinion. I'm so sorry, Nolan fanboys. Uh, I love Christopher Nolan. I love uh, The Dark Knight specifically. But this movie just strikes such a very particular tone. It shows a smart Batman and a Batman who, like, messes up quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, my, my favorite scene in this movie is when he is uh, about to go hang gliding or, like, fly through the city with his little bat suit, his, like, little squirrel suit thing. Uh, number one, he's scared to jump off the building. Yeah, he does not want to go splat on the ground, too, which is really cool to see a Batman be scared of heights. Uh, you know, can relate. Uh, number two, he beefs it into an overpass when he deploys his parachute and just rolls on the ground for a block, and you get to see this man like limp away. One of the strongest heroes in all of DC limp away because he couldn't like land properly. It's just it 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 really connects the character of Batman to the reality that he's only been doing this for two years. And it makes you, I think, sympathize with him more. Uh, and also what I think this movie does very well is they very clearly know that Bruce Wayne is the mask. I mean, they mentioned that like several times, but that's a very core element of Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like instead of Batman being the mask, the real thing is that he can't like go back to his old identity. Uh, I loved that parallel with uh, the Riddler where, uh, you know, the Riddler also feels like when he wears the mask, he's his true self and is free from, you know, criticism because he's just so happy in it, uh, which is similar to what, you know, the Batman is when he's punching criminals, couldn't be happier. But yeah, just overall, very solid film. I think that Matt Reeves has a great understanding of Batman as a character, uh, and you should absolutely go see it if you haven't already. Uh, 9.5. My final rating. Yay. Big spoilers too. Yeah. Wow. King, go off. Doing it flawlessly. Yeah. Um, yep. My okay. My favorite part about the film. I'm gonna get like specific with these. My favorite part about the movie is the like monologue Batman journal entries that we got. <laughs> of course. It is. No. I, of course. I, I, no. I adore that. I think, and and that's like directly lifted from Watchmen, from like like Rorschach. Um, he's so emo in those journal entries. He's such like a teenage girl. Well, it's it's he really, was really right funny. Out while playing Nirvana. How like have you have you guys read <laughs> Watchmen? I love it. What? No. Have you read Watchmen? Yes, I have. 
Yeah, it, isn't it a lot like that? It's I, I feel like that's this movie got to be inspired by, we, right? We, I can bring up several parallels that I noticed in this movie to other films, but I was definitely getting Watchmen. I was getting Seven. Um, yeah. yeah, Chinatown, yeah. Zodiac. There's yeah, a lot. Yeah. Zodiac, yeah, yeah. And and I love it. it. So I adore good. it. Listen, DC stands. DC stands for Detective Comics, all right? And this is a detective True. movie. But my favorite part was the Rorschach journal monologues. I, I love it. I love a little bit of little pathological Bruce Wayne. I love me a little like creep, ugly, gross Bruce Wayne. Not ugly, but he's definitely <laughs> gross and a creep. Okay, no, he sort of is ugly. I hate his haircut in this movie. Uh, okay, it's awful. listen, it's hit or miss for me. Some, it seems to always be raining in Gotham, and this hairdo does not look good wet. But when, like, no. specifically in the hospital scene where he's talking to Alfred, I remember mm. thinking, I was like, hey, that looks pretty good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, they, yeah. they made him really pale in this movie, too. I like I mean, it. He's like, like, he's like, I, I like it. Yeah. He, ha he hates being in the sun, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, in the cave all yeah. the time. Pale representation. And Love to see it. <laughs> my shame. least favorite part was. <laughs> Would you um, say he looked like a vampire? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Okay, come on, man. Really, really. During my take, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> All oh, yeah, over my food <laughs> in front of my kids. <laughs> um, my least favorite part of the film, for the record, uh, was just I felt like compared to the like how insanely good most of the movie was, uh, like finale, I guess, was just a little was just a little bit like. Uh, not to say arbitrary, but just like a big action set piece for big action set pieces' sake. I really appreciate. I really liked all of the intellectual battle, like detective chase, serial killer stuff. And then at the end, it was like, ah, but of course he wants to blow up Gotham, and so we gotta, you know, fight the goons and Gotham. You know, like yeah, third act finale stuff. Which it wasn't. It was done well. Like it wasn't bad, but it was just like it felt very standard compared to the rest of the film, which was so non-standard. So that was that was my only complaint. And okay, and I thought some of the clues were kind of dumb. I'm sorry. What do you mean? I got very frustrated with the whole. Uh, it was the the Rata Alata thing, where he was like, "You are L." It's a no, you are. I love that. That's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's incredible. No, no, no. But this movie, like the tone it strikes is like, it's literally a comic book it's, sometimes because it's, it's so ridiculous and camp, yeah. but it plays it entirely serious. Yes, get not, us this movie doesn't have a single joke in it. Like not a single one. Nobody laughed during the entire time when we watched really? the movie. Even though half of it is utterly ridiculous. Well, I had a lot yeah. of laughers. I had laughers at parts that made me concerned. Like, when the when he when Riddler put the rat trap on the guy, um, and he was like, "Your politician's about to lose face." People started laughing, and I was like, "What is wrong with you guys?" <laughs> yes, it's it's a good pun. It's a good good pun. pun. I was thinking, I am horrified right now because that's the yeah. rat trap from 1984. That is yep. the scariest yeah. book scene I've ever read. <laughs> you just have a bad sense of comedy, James. Yeah, that come on. no, gen <laughs> genuinely, the Riddler is horrifying in this film, and it's incredibly good. Oh yeah, yeah. for PG thirteen yeah. film too. Talk about the most R rated. <laughs> yeah, that first scene where he's just like you pan to him, and then he's just bludgeoning someone. Listen, yeah. y'all know on this show how I do not like 
bludgeoning. Don't. Casey don't and blunt me. trauma don't get along. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> no. Blunt trauma. No. No. And he blitz attacked it. I was like, oh. See. And you heard, like, the crack. No. Yeah, PG-13? listen, listen, listen. This is the most R-rated feeling PG-13 movie I've ever, ever seen. seen. And we, were, I was genuinely worried that I got moved down to a PG-13, but I really didn't. There's no need to worry, yeah. I, I felt well, it in one way, but... Okay, Casey. Um, <laughs> okay, Casey. Matt okay. Reeves came out <laughs> saying that, like, he was like, I want to make it very clear that there's no... Like, PG-13 was always the goal. There is no, like secret r cut of this movie he's like right? i'm not like, doing it <laughs> well yeah i mean basically what he said is like they didn't he was like there's no r-rated content that we had to like cut you know like there's no secret r-rated version of of the batman it was always intended to be pg-13 they were just really really smart about how to leverage that while still getting the tone they wanted right because like yeah the pg-13 mm-hmm. to r thing is a big accessibility jump um like a lot of parents just aren't willing to like take kids to see yeah. an R-rated movie, um, and and so I think it was really smart leaving it PG thirteen, and I do not at all feel like it was a handicap to the film. Yeah, no, me either. Not at all. It it this is like a masterclass in in pushing the limits of of what's possible in PG thirteen, and it's like I mean I I feel like a like. A 13-year-old would be fine seeing this. It's not like it's an R movie masquerading as PG-13. It's it's just that, like, I feel like so many PG-13 movies are very samey. Like, PG-13 is a genre, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and this, this yep. film just isn't. This is, like, Casey's so right. It's so rewatchable. This is, this is cinema with a capital C. I almost said with a capital M. Cinema. Um, <laughs> what it is hey james it's okay you can admit that you're illiterate on air i can't they won't judge read. you <laughs> um that's yeah when subtitles came on in the batman james went no yeah that's why this is uh that's that's why this is a, a movie podcast and not a book podcast um we were gonna do parasite and then james said uh, guys yeah i i have we, have we done you. a subtitled film uh no, because you can't read. We we yeah, just went over. I, mean, oh, I forgot. I also watched. have I also have aphasia. Um <laughs> I don't know what that word means, but I'm gonna laugh a lot because it made me seem dumb if I I think I used I think I used it wrong. Aphasia is the one where you can't talk. Amnesia, I meant. Oh and um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aphasia is the one where Two you can't very talk. different things. Uh, What's like dyslexia, but you confuse entire words with one another in your head? Um being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say it, but I felt like it would have been <laughs> this. This is a thing in my family where I use words wrong, and I also just like make up words. Like they like to lord uh-huh. it over me. Uh, staple mark. That's one of my. That's you said staple mark one time. Like a like a like a hall like a landmark crossed with a staple. Ah, okay. Wait, wait, wait. I want to challenge you right now to make up a word. Can you make up a word that describes your rating out of 10? <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. Uh, I think if I had to use, like, a make up a word to describe yeah. my rating for the Batman out of 10, uh, I think it would probably start with uh, N and rhyme with mime. 
Uh, yeah, like nine. Uh, <laughs> did I mess that up? How did I mess that up? <laughs> it, it was there for it you, Paul. Was... I wasn't even playing baseball. I was playing t-ball. It was it's it okay. was lined up right there. It's uh, right. It, I'm gonna give it a nine. I give it a nine. There was some plot. Give it some a plot. Like I didn't think the the actual story beats were like especially good, but the atmosphere and the characters were like launched off landed on the moon so insanely good right that mm-hmm. i think it just absolutely blasts everything else out of the water uh it's a good time and i like the the score oh yeah the score the score oh my god the score got me feeling like batman's darth vader with how much they use that theme where it's like bum <laughs> bum 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 yeah <laughs> so good uh, if so that does good. not win best score at the next at the next oscars i'm i'm right this had come out when it was supposed to in 2021 it would have gotten so many nominations oh yeah oh yeah it would have eaten okay wait can we address the elephant in the room that you haven't done your take yet uh, oh, you already did. Never mind. What? I'm, I'm, no, no, gosh, no. That not doing... that this movie is probably better than Spider Man No Way Home. I I would say in terms of, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Actually, I would just say it is. Yeah. Yeah. And and internet. I know you're not ready for that, and I know that you're going to send me death threats in the comments. Uh, but little did you know that I am Bruce Wayne, and I am the knight. <laughs> I, I am vengeance. And, <laughs> I am giving, ven- no, I'm not vengeance. I'm Man hope. In here. I am Iron Man. <laughs> I am Iron Man. I, am. I just need to grow out a really bad goatee. No, you're and then so I will be right, and I'm so mad about that. Because, like, yeah. this movie just, it, it's, it's like, it's such a reminder that, like, you can have a superhero movie that's also, you know, a film. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, wow, this was so good. If you if I had no idea who Batman was, I still would have loved this movie just the same. I don't really know that much about Batman. Like I'm not a Batman fan. Um okay, please. Like, you don't need to laugh. <laughs> oh, uh, scroll. Oh, I wonder if we'll have Court of Owls in the next movie. Is that what you want me to say? Like drop yeah. some Batman. Lore? Just, like, you want to explain is. who Hush is? Who's Hush? Oh, yeah, Hush is exactly. actually Hush Hush is the guy from the Court of Owls with the black and gold suit. Nope. Nope. Wow, that that couldn't have been more wrong. wrong. Who's Hush? Who's Hush? Hush is Tommy Elliot, who was Bruce's childhood best friend. And Tommy blames Bruce for his father's death. And he goes around masquerading himself, getting plastic surgery to look like Bruce, look like Jason Todd. Do you know who Jason Todd is? Probably. Yes, I know who uh, ja- yeah, I know yeah, who yeah, Jason yeah. Todd is. I know who Jason yeah. Todd is. <laughs> and he's just tormenting Batman. But here's the thing. In the hush uh comic who's pulling the strings riddler from in prison wow crazy oh, wow. wow okay yeah 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 can they put clayface in the next one i don't want no i want no, ready clayface in batman 2 it's called rise of the clay <laughs> that's guys that was a good one ready <laughs> he's born out of he's gotham is flooded I was born out of the clay right? Gotham no, is flooded. Stop, stop. And there's a Nobody concrete mix. There's a concrete <laughs> Gotham concrete plant. It's literally not even how Clayface was made. And it cracks. 
and the clay yeah. starts spilling out. Oh my god. Oh, and the would it be concrete that starts spilling and out of the concrete made of clay and the worker there and he hates <laughs> Batman and he falls into the concrete <laughs> and he gets struck by lightning and he says, oh "Now god. I'm he looks in the mirror and he I'm goes, oh my, clay. <laughs> well, he looks in the mirror and he goes, my face, it's clay. And then the camera like holds for a second and he goes, my face is clay. And then it goes, bomb. <laughs> then it plays Nirvana. <laughs> it plays Nirvana. Come as you are starts playing. Yeah. Uh, it says, uh, yeah, it, it goes just like that. Rise of the clay. And then the third one. No, actually, hold on. I have to brew for something better for the third one. We'll come back to that. Um, I think the third one, it's going to be something Joker. better. I think they're going to... I don't think they're okay. going to pull Joker in for this next one, but I think they're going to do a third one. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, because that was surprising. I was not... I was not expecting that. Not so soon. I don't... I frankly mm -hmm. don't want another Joker yet. Like I am, I'm. I really I can't do not. Joker'd it. out. I'm sure Joker will just be incredible in this universe, but I'm Joker'd out. Oh yeah, if they can make Riddler like this, the Joker's gonna be in. Joker's gonna insane. be mental. I Matt Reeves said in an interview that he's interested in doing Mister Freeze. Ooh, That's here's dope. here's my thing with the movie. Do you think that it's like, it's obviously a very good movie. It's a very good piece of cinema. But you also have to notice, in comparison to its superhero counterparts, especially with the DCEU, there's not a lot of, like, CGI. And I love it. No, not and at all. And I love it. So do you think that adding in these, like, because you go into, like, Batman's rogue gallery, then you get, like, you get... Poison Ivy, you get um, <clears throat> Mr. Freeze, you get Clayface, all kind of villains all that the guys, need yeah. CGI. Like, do you think they should stay with, like, the non-CGI villains? Like, Penguin, like, Joker. Two-Face. Two-Face. Yeah. To kind of, uh, like, Matt Reeves. that. Uh, yeah. He said, Matt Reeves said in that same interview that, like, he very much is not going to be going into, like, the more fantastical Batman villains. He was like, I want to stay here with the, like, more grounded, realistic side of Batman, which I'm totally fine with. Um, so that's why I'm interested in why he said he's interested in doing, like, I'm curious about why he is interested in doing Mr. Freeze. Like, how would you do a grounded Mr. Freeze? I think it would be really cool. Um... But, you know, it's, it's no like Clayface. giving very, like, eco-terrorism Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or just, like, like a well, giant that's what this movie is, is concerned about. like... A nut job with, like, a vat of dry ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be different serial killers. Well, like, this movie is shockingly modern in some of its, like, takes on society. Yeah. You know, like... They use the it, phrase it white privilege. Did they? Yeah. Did I miss that? Catwoman's like, you... Riddler's killing all these white privileged, like, bastards. Oh, yeah. yeah no, that just sort of slipped yeah. by me. Yeah. Politic moment. <laughs> True. But, like, this movie had, like, a very definitive take on radicalization on social media uh, and, like, how pipelines on, on things like YouTube work to, mm. to radicalize people. 
it, it was talking about some modern issues in a very interesting way that I haven't really seen from a Batman movie in a long time. And I know that the Nolan films did that, right? So, you know, nothing incredibly new. Uh, obviously, they talked about different issues, though. So Mr. Freeze, eco-terrorism or, you know, something to do with climate change or something, you could maybe work that in. I don't know how successful that would be, but Amen. maybe that's where Matt Reeves is coming on. Or, yeah. or coming from when he was always raining in Gotham. Climate change. <laughs> I, I feel like Mr. Rain. Mr. Rain. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Rain. That is Mr. Freeze. Oh, is, that's a good one. Global warming has unfrozen Mr. Freeze, and now he's just <laughs> Mr. He's Mr. Water. Just Mr. Water. Aquaman. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm very. I heard they're making a. HBO show about the penguin from this film. I don't like that. Uh, yeah. You don't like it? I don't like that either. No. I, I want did you guys watch Peacemaker though? I didn't. I watched the first episode. I watched all eight episodes. And how you know it? how it made me feel. It made me feel great. It gave me a nice, warm, tingly sensation in my belly. It made me oh. feel nice. Oh. <laughs> I feel like that's, it's that's a great good to hear companion piece and if they know what they did they took james gunn and they still let him do whatever the hell he wanted with that character if they're able to do that for matt reeves i'm not worried okay sure i guess i just i'm already so marvel fatigued I just don't want like like Batman felt very fresh and exciting. I don't want this to turn into the Batman extended cinematic universe and everyone and their mother gets it. Like if they announce an Alfred movie, I'm quitting. Like I'm dropping. Oh yeah, no. The Pennyworth um, TV show. Kill it with fire, preferably. There's nah, a there's a nah, we need more Pennyworth. What are you oh my gosh. See, there's stuff I don't even know about. Um I wanna okay, so we've done a lot in this first half of the episode. We've done a lot of speculation. We've done a lot of like general commentary about the surroundings of the film. I think we take a brief intermission here for a special segment, and then we come back in with some... Let's talk about what was within the movie, right? Let's do some... Let's a get into the content. Dive. A deep dive before, before we mm -hmm. close it out in the second act here. Um, but with that... Uh, I just got a card with some strange cipher, and and I was working on it with my butler, uh, and it turns out that we have two patron questions. Of course, you have a butler. Whoa. I know, white I know. man. I have a hey, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually me, Casey. Yeah, sort of offensive. Right. Oh, so Charlie. indentured servitude. Yeah, it, there's a James. You promised you would call me the butler. <laughs> Just the butler. butler. Yeah, I think it adds a lot to the mythos of the character when he's referred to as yeah. the butler. Oh um, yeah, it gives very prequel. <laughs> question one. Are you guys ready? Yeah, yeah. I would tell R this Rada. in riddle form, but I'm not smart enough to do that off the bat. Uh, okay, coming from Casey's parents. I'm not gonna mask. I'm not masquerading it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> For each of you, what is your favorite take in any of your episodes from each of your co-hosts? And if you're feeling brave, what is one of your own opinions that on further consideration, you wish you could take back? Mm. Mm -hmm. Noah, Charlie, you're so opinionated. Why don't you go first? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So for James, it's easy. It's this dumb Pixar continuum thing that he did. Oh my on gosh, like, I'm so smart. On like 
the the deepness scale oh, yeah. or whatever. The, the Delicio Socratic Pixar deepness curve. Yeah. Yeah. The t- <laughs> it's so stupid. But it's like, actually the most accurate and smart thing all, I've ever said. All it points out is that like there are some deep movies that Pixar has made. No, it's that they and- oscillate. <laughs> okay, but, but such You're a general trend. We've looked at the movies. We've looked at the movies, and they it barely oscillates. Oh my gosh, it was actually perfect, and the data has never lined up better than in that one case. And I'm a data scientist now. They actually gave me a <laughs> yeah. Nobel Prize for that one. So, oh, Doctor. So you watch wow, who that. you're talking to. Wow, this is <laughs> my house. Okay, well, this- You've heard it here, folks. This is how James treats his servants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's demeaning. He said worse He's disrespectful. To be off the air. Okay. Charlie okay. is locked uh, in his basement right now, and you're choosing yeah, to support it, it, him. Charlie's about to get in the rat trap after we turn this. <laughs> no, sir, sir. Not yeah, the rat, the rat trap is just gerbils. Slower, oh more painful death, and you have to look them in the face he, when he, he they watch Inside rats. Out for four hours the rat straight. Rat trap and his naked mole rats. <laughs> All right, uh, settle down. Casey's making herself. I know. <laughs> settle down. <laughs> okay, but that's my favorite James take because it is uh, objectively bad, uh, but <laughs> it's, it's still funny, and I like bringing it up. In every Pixar movie that we do, we will bring it up again. Uh, and my favorite Casey take—it's like a collection of takes, and I won't name specifics because Casey would get mad at me. But she, she, she just has very good taste in shows and movies about who's hot and who's not. And, you know, some specific oh shows that we watch off the air of Socratic Cinema, she has some very strong opinions on. Uh, I'm very excited to watch the back half of season four of one of those shows. Uh, oh, God. But, yeah, those, those are my favorite takes. And a bad take that I've made that I like to rescind, there are none. They are perfect and beautiful in every way. Uh, none of them are bad. If by none all of them, you meant all of them. Nope, nope. Even Napoleon Dynamite. In I was, fact, that's the smartest take I've ever I made. I was thinking about that one. Yeah. I was genuinely thinking about that. Me like, too. Come on, that was your Napoleon Dynamite is not that funny. Shut it just up. is not Shut that funny. Up. Don't. Please don't start Shut this up. again. Don't start this again. Casey, okay. Oh, when you those fight. are my takes. <laughs> All right, is it is it my turn? Did you throw it over to yeah. me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. My favorite Charlie take is when we were watching Over the Moon and he essentially just crapped on women in STEM. <laughs> no, I didn't. This is mis- this is inaccurate. Oh, is it? <laughs> I, I didn't crap F, on women in STEM. What does F stand, stand for? Charlie, he actually said in that episode, quote, I don't think women are cut out for STEM careers. <laughs> I, not, not on International Women's I Day. I couldn't James. believe it either. I couldn't really? believe it either. I was, I was like, Charlie, are you sure you want to say that? And he was like, yeah, I just don't think they're... they're- <laughs> I just doubles down. Yeah, naturally, they're stupid. Like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, Casey, I'm with you there. Oh, I, goodness. I'm with you there, yeah. Casey. That was yeah. just yeah. insane. And then uh, for, for James, I think the greatest take, it wasn't necessarily on a movie, but on one of his, one of our co-hosts here. He did, in fact, say that Charlie was not brown. He was indeed white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> James, empirical observations. Empirical observations. 
Um, I, I told that story of how that failed for me on air, right? Or was that off? I think it might have been off air. I think it might have been, been, been off air. Oh my gosh! All right, well, we'll save funny. it for a different day. But there's there's a there's a very embarrassing story related to James's jokes about you're not Charlie Brown, you're Charlie White. Do you have a uh, uh, take that you'd like uh, to rescind? I'd rescind? Ooh. You know what? I can't think of one, but I know it's out there. <laughs> Twitter will find it. Twitter actually. will find it. Y'all, y'all <laughs> let me know. <laughs> um, okay. I think my favorite, okay, my favorite Charlie take, I am genuine here, all right? Not like you cynical jerks who like to make fun of your co-hosts. <laughs> I genuinely think my favorite Charlie take is when he was talking about how Princess Mononoke sh- would make a kick-ass open-world video game. Thank you. That I thought was brilliant. It's an incredible take. Absolutely brilliant. It will happen at one point, and I will make it. I promise. Um, my favorite, and this isn't this isn't for Casey. It's not a take. It's more like a, a running bit we have where I don't know something that everyone on planet Earth should know, and Casey gets really mad at me for not knowing about it. Uh, <laughs> I.e., the first time it happened was during the I'm thinking of ending things episode where I didn't know what ghost was and i didn't know who patrick swayze was oh yeah that was <laughs> and very she got so mad and so i've never upsetting. been more frightened in my life than when casey asked me if i'd seen any denzel washington movies <laughs> but now you have <laughs> but now i have and i yeah so it's all good um Mm-hmm. And a take I'd like to rescind. Listen, during Recordathon 2021, I said a lot. <laughs> I said a lot of things. <laughs> I'd surely like to rescind some of it, but I actually have one take I'd like to rescind that not only seg- segues us into the next question, but also segues us back into the episode. And that is that I said at the beginning of the episode that Clayface would be an amazing villain for Batman 2. I'd like to take it back because I came up with something better. <laughs> For Batman 3. Batman 3. Attack of the Moths with Killer Moth. Shut up. As, no. as the main no. villain. The opening no. scene. Gotham Moth Emporium. <laughs> Stop. Wow. The, the moths. The, that's it. That's it. Is yeah, it's just out of moth emporium. It's just killer moth. <laughs> wow. I mean, you can't get better than that one. Wait, no, here's the opening scene. Are you ready for this? This is genius. The bat signal is in the sky. Oh my gosh. And you see a silhouette of Mothman. Charlie, fly please, Charlie, you know how I, many people want to like be in a relationship with Mothman? Do you know how many no, people? No, no, killer are moth. All- Charlie, I just peed my pants a little. That was such a good idea. <laughs> right? Killer moth. Right. And they could totally, they want to do it grounded. Play it like Mothman. May, I want like Batman to meet his match with monstrous nightmare scary Mothman. And maybe he even tries to like position himself as like another vigilant. Like I'm the knight. I'm the Mothman. But uh, you, you could play it a lot of ways. I think Mothman's got some potential. Maybe Man Bat. Ooh. Mm, ooh, man, man bat. bat. Oh man yeah, man bat would go crazy. Um, but so that's that's what I'd like to rescind. But that leads me to the question from Chris Heatherly: Who is the best cinematic Batman villain? Come on, guys. There's an easy answer here. It's Arnold. There's it's Arnold Schwarzenegger answer. as Mr. Freeze. It's it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was legit about to say that, and it's all accurate. Yeah, and Casey, if you don't agree, uh, we're gonna end the episode right here. 
Stay cool. Freeze. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Here's my thing. Wait, you're kidding? Here's my thing. I haven't even seen that movie. Oh, James. Okay, James. Okay, listen. James. Are you kidding? Get mad at him. Get mad at him. Are you kidding him. me? You want to know the only other Batman oh, movie I've God. seen all the way through Don't. is Batman Begins. You oh, You haven't seen The Dark you Knight? I've seen, seen half Michelle of I've seen Pfeiffer? I've seen half what? of The Dark Knight and none of The Dark Knight Rises. My James, you run a movie podcast. God. And you I think, think I saw I'm bad. I saw half of Batman versus Superman actually. Oh that my God. Count. Uh, yeah, that's not a Batman movie. Anyways, my so so therefore my favorite is the Riddler. You mean uh, you're and then in second place, Riddler? no, and then in second place is uh, Heath Ledger Joker, and then in third place is Cillian Murphy Scarecrow because those are the only oh, ones I've Cillian seen. Cillian Murphy, Cillian uh, Murphy, Cillian. what? Um, does anyone else want to go? <laughs> Casey, you go ahead. Okay. You go no, ahead. Okay, so James, very good take with the Killi Killian Murphy. Very good. Uh, he was good. He was good. He was good. And then also, of course, Heath Ledger as the Joker. Right. My yeah, whole pay thing. to the king. Once, once we're done, I, I want to also pose another question for maybe this is just between Charlie and I because we're well-versed in Batman. Sorry, James. Can you shut up? Sorry, James. But what <laughs> Batman story do you want to see, like, Matt Reeves take on? Because I have an idea. But I once we get through our patron questions, then we can hop into that question. But okay. I, I just want to know what, what we're thinking. But yes, those would be my two. Mm. Okay. Okay. My favorite Batman villain. Uh, I want to be quirky here. My favorite Batman villain is the Joker. And you go, Charlie, which the Joker? There are so many the Jokers. The Joker that I consider to be the best is the Lego Joker. <laughs> this is the only acceptable answer. The queer-coded Joker. Good for you. The queer-coded Joker. Because Because I believe in equality and freedom. Oh, yeah. And... That Joker represents it to me. He is fun. He is friendly. Uh, no Joker has has put a smile on my face more than this Joker, which I feel like is sort of his whole shtick. Uh, Heath Ledger can eat his heart out, and Joaquin Phoenix can die. And, you know, the Lego wow. Joker is the last one left standing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a take I don't want to rescind. I'm so glad none of you said Joaquin Phoenix is your favorite Joker. I'm tired of people talking about it. He did fine. It was fine. It's not hard to be weird. <laughs> Heath Ledger did yeah, a great I job. I like you would know that. Psh, am I right? Up top, Casey. Uh... Up top, Casey. <laughs> Casey agrees with me. She's hesitating, I am James. Hesitant. Listen, I, I enjoyed that truth. movie, but yeah, it's, it's not that hard. To I was making. I was. I was calling Charlie weird. I was calling. Charlie oh, okay. Weird. I'll, yeah. I'll get I'll, up top. Up top, Casey. We're we we're go. actually in the same room, Charlie. Yeah. We're recording yeah. together because oh, we're no. friends. Yeah. No, I was in or the basement, actually, I thought, watching Inside Out. Yeah. And also, Joaquin Phoenix, I didn't mean that. I, I didn't mean that, Joaquin Phoenix. I like you. You were great in the Yeah, mask. yeah, yeah. Okay, listen, we have Batmans to talk about. <laughs> okay, wait. I want to talk about Casey's thing for a sec. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah, sure. real quick. Yeah, sure. Favorite Batman story to be adapted? I think it was done super poorly, but I think Matt Reeves could handle it well. Batman versus uh, 
Superman. I mm. love that's like uh, literally that Frank Miller comic is my favorite Batman comic, and uh, all of the good parts of it were taken out in the movie Batman versus Superman. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I want to redo. I yeah. think I just desperately don't want to see this Batman be like tainted by the rest of the DCEU. Yeah, just keep him a uh, like keep how they're doing with the Joker. Just keep him in his own little separate corner. If they li- if they never made a sequel to this movie, I'd be happy. Like I think yeah. this is I think this is fine. Um but anyways, I want to see ah uh, what to pick. Hmm, what to pick from all the Batman comics I've read. Yeah, James has read like no, he he probably got like a cereal box when he was younger. And was like I read the killing Batman. joke. He's like, I, w- I want the checks mix Batman to come back. I read the killing joke. Okay, I read I year that. one. I'll, I will also. I take read. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. All right. Uh, no, but I would want to see. I mean, I think if they're gonna do Joker next, I, uh, they haven't really set up Barbara Gordon, who's kind of important for the killing joke. But let's see the killing joke. Let's All see right. it. All right. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. You know what? I feel like Matt Reeves would kill, kill the death in the family. Oh my gosh. No, you're insanely right, actually. Destroy it. Mm. Faceless Joker. I mean, they set up that family. Are you kidding? They set up, uh, um, what's his face? Okay, dude, they're setting up Robin with that little kid, right? Um, oh, absolutely. yes. Yes. They have to. Okay. No, that's my favorite thing is that uh, Robert Pattinson says he, he will only play alongside a Robin if the Robin is like literally 12 years old. Which is fine. I mean, that's, I, how, yeah. Robin that's is, how Robin right? is, right? Which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Well, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was Robin. Yeah, technically. Like, and that's kind of... Yeah, oh. We hate that. We hate that. Yeah, that was yeah, like a love... I like love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That was a very weird choice. But like I, yeah. I love whole Bat Family content. I just love it. And plus, like we're getting into like the, it's small scale, so we're not dealing with anything super big. But it's just Joker literally trolling. Well, not trolling. He's literally like abusing the Bat Family for so many volumes. Um, but I just think that he would absolutely kill it. Just absolutely kill it. Yeah, there's a lot of good stories to pick from for how they choose to go about joker here there's a lot of good directions to go with but we we already talked about the joker choice um what do lego joker for the win lego joker for the win what what do we want to talk about in regards to the film i i feel like there's so i mean there's so impossibly much to talk about and we have so little time you know yeah could we just talk about how hot zoe kravitz is that's fine. Okay. Yeah. No, but she in all seriousness, Zendaya beta us, but I feel like she was underused. Little oh, under. You thought she? She, was she also wasn't really portrayed as that powerful. Right. Like, like she. Wait, really? Be. I mean, she oh, this was is like, interesting. Because, like, the thing about Catwoman is, <clears throat> I don't think her power has been accurately portrayed. Like, maybe with, like the night, like nine lives like she was blessed by the cat goddess thing like it's a whole oh i didn't know it oh yeah i didn't know that like she it was like how did they they set it up in the uh tim burton batmans where like she kind of like got 
killed technically and that she was saved by a bunch of cats and then she got like their nine lives and then um, so she came back kind of a little bit unhinged and as Catwoman. Um, right. It was it was a little funky. But she's like she's a cat burglar, yes, but she has some like not meta human abilities, but like girly is strong, bro. I would not want to take a stiletto to the chest from her. I mean, actually, I would. But under certain circumstances, not in a one-on-one. Like, if she was just a simple, like, cat burglar or, like, just someone that does CrossFit, like, she would not be going toe-to-toe with Batman on the reg. Or, like, literally anyone on the reg. But she'd just be out here whooping folks, beating beating the brakes off people. Like, she's just powerful. I really liked her in this movie. I thought, I thought like, I was genuinely expecting them to sort of sideline her, but I thought she had a really good arc. I mean, I thought she got to learn a lot from Batman, and Batman got to learn a lot from her, and I thought they even, like, had time to flesh out her backstory, and I thought she fit into the grander plot really well. I genuinely really, really liked how they did, um, how they did Selena Kyle here. Yeah. But where's the whip? That's she, ha- she had it. She had it in one scene. Riddle me this. I want more of it. Here's Riddle me thing. this. I want more <laughs> of it. My whole thing that. is that the Batman, it was, uh, it was advertised as a young Bruce Wayne story, but it was also semi-advertised as that classic cat and bat like story where it's consistently okay, like we're doing like the cat and mouse thing, like we're doing like they're consistently having contact with each other, they're consistently like, oh, like she's kind of like a B-level situation, like all this stuff is going on, but he's still like trying to get through to her, like do all this stuff. And I feel like she kind of got bumped from like a B to a C-level at times. And that kind of takes away from the whole like cat and bat aspect of it because then she just becomes a side character i see what you're saying i I think that's something i noticed with this film in general is that there's so many moving parts that they didn't all get as much time as i would have liked like penguin i feel like had just enough time penguin perfect i yeah i didn't need that much i didn't want more penguin i in all honesty i think they could have cut the chase scene down i thought it went a little long um yes it was really cool but i thought it was long uh I could have done with a little bit less Penguin, a little bit more Catwoman, uh, and honestly, a little bit more Riddler. Like, I would have loved maybe one more Riddler kill, just because I thought those were so fun, and I want to see more, like, Battle of the Minds. You thought the kills were fun, did you? Oh, oh, Hmm? okay, yeah. Anyways, uh, like, there was one specific stretch of the movie uh, around, like, the probably two-hour mark when all the truth is coming out about Falcone and the mysteries being put together and you don't see the riddler for like half an hour and i was like kind of missing him a little bit because there was just this huge chunk of film that was all about the waynes and falcone and all this backstory and all these twists are getting revealed and it sort of moved away from the riddler plot for a stretch and and i missed it um so i i guess that's like one critique i had is i wish it was i wish there was even more uh detectiveiness because that was my yes. favorite part of the movie mm. see I, I don't know if i have like any actual critiques of the movie yeah, besides yeah. the the like final fight being a little lame like if i have to be honest some of the action in this movie really wasn't that interestingly choreographed 
uh and it it like this movie's strength was not its action and in fact i feel like there were even some scenes in batflex first uh appearances batman that did action better than this film uh granted i really really hated how batfleck killed people like absolutely not batman very glad they stuck to that very basic rule here (laughs) uh but yeah like forgot about that i think the the one scene that felt truly brutal to me uh was his introduction scene oh right that was so good but more so the scene with the bullets in the dark when he's fighting through the hallway. Oh, they did that yes. practically, so, by the way. Oh my, my genuinely, gosh. possibly uh, my favorite like shot in the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. And like, actually, it's not that's a shot that's shot. been done before. So it's not as the, uh, like the shock value of it isn't as cool because like you've seen it in stuff like even like the Mandalorian. But, you it's know, it's still, still very done. striking yeah, it's still in, this, amazing. in this movie. I love the overhead shot too, where he's, he's holding the, the red torch. Yeah, I, that is my uh, favorite shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, stunningly beautiful. I thought that that was in the sewers in the trailer. I was like, oh, he's going to like find Killer Croc or something. Oh, but no. Killer Croc. Yeah. I wish that lasted longer, but just the movie leaves a great impression uh, on you at the end because it feels like Batman actually went through an arc. Yeah. And I think that that's supported by the 30 minutes that they're they're spending on the Waynes and and stuff like that. I like how how much Batman learned. Uh, I think for as sort of lame as the big gonna destroy gotham thing is um this movie did it really well i think the flood is is really great uh i don't think that's specifically been done before it's not like i'm poisoning the water supply i'm putting tear gas all over that right it's it's a flood is something new and it's also very symbolic right like he's bringing cl- that I jesus love- he's like, well, bring me noah's ark yeah i mean like <laughs> literally cleansing gotham right like literally Riddler views Gotham as this place that's beyond saving, and so he just wants to wipe it all away. And I thought that was great. Um, I thought the flood was wonderful symbolically. Gotham as a character in this film, like Gotham is a character. I I love yes. the portrayal of the city. I think it's brilliant. Uh, and and yeah, I, I just I think that really giving Gotham its own identity was something that this character this property really needed. It's a common complaint with the Christopher Nolan movies that Gotham is just Chicago. So I, I really loved. I really loved seeing it have its own identity. Gotham is just Detroit, and and I think just in general, that's what I loved about the the Reeves the Reeves Batman is that it it felt like it had such a distinct identity in the superhero film landscape. It felt like it's just it it had an artistic vision, right? And and I love that. And I'm seeing inklings of it in multiverse of madness it looks like it might be the first marvel yeah. movie that's actually color graded um Ooh. which would be Ooh. cool right like it's not everything's not marvel gray um but i don't know i mean it's obviously it's gonna be nothing compared to this but yeah i just i i really love the batman i don't think everything it did was revolutionary but i think it did what it did insanely well yeah i think the biggest thing to yeah. take away from the batman is that there's still creativity left in the superhero genre. Uh, A lot of it comes from great combinations of genres that we've seen in comic books that work, like noir and uh, superhero. I mean, we sort of got that a little bit in Watchmen, but, you know, not all the way. Uh, Like... I disagree, but continue. Well, it's like it's like the Rorschach. Watchmen is... Yeah, whatever. We're not talking about Watchmen. Go, keep going. But 
<laughs> you know, detective stories and superheroes. There's tons of other different genres that can merge with superheroes really well. And it's great to see a new story that isn't just Superman or our version of Superman has died. What now? Uh, yeah. So, you know, the Batman is great for being creative in that regard. And I hope that Matt Reeves continues to make really interesting stuff in the future. Although none of us are incredibly excited about the Penguin spinoff series. I have hopes that he as producer will contribute some interesting ideas and hopefully they'll explore it like Arkham Asylum as he said he would. So there's a bright future for uh, the DCEU after a very, very long, dark and gray and Snyder period. Uh, and I'm happy, happy to see it happen. Yeah, me too. Honestly, I, I feel like you guys wrapped it up perfectly. Like, I don't think there's a, a lot to add. That's, that's great. That's great. My seal of approval. Boom. I'm glad. Thumbs I'm up. glad the bat the actual Batman fan gave the seal of approval. That, that, right. You know wow. how hard it is to be a Batman fan and say eat the rich at the same time? Anyways. <laughs> Your boy is it's like being an Iron Man fan. It's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think with that, it's up up and away to this spiel zone. Riddle me this. What's the best way to advertise a podcast? Oh, um, is it social media? No, no. Trap stamps? No, no, no. Okay. I, I know of no other way. Is it our... It's word of mouth! You can... oh. Word of mouth. <laughs> How uh, did I not know that? The best way to advertise is word of mouth. And you can help us if you enjoyed the episode, which I hope you did. I hope you had a blast. I hope you loved it like we love Batman. Um, share the episode with a friend. If you think we said something they might find interesting, go ahead and, and share the episode and... and and we'll we'd love to talk to them like we've just talked to you for an hour. Um, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Hit that bell so you never miss a new episode. Go check out our most recent video essay if you're interested in Death Stranding and how historical context shapes the way we perceive art. <laughs> um, also, you can follow us on social media to stay up to date with everything we're doing at twitter.com at Cinema Socratic on Instagram, at Socratic underscore cinema. Always lots of fun stuff happening on the socials. Um, if you would like to support us monetarily and ask, do stuff like ask patron questions or have your name featured in descriptions and shout it out and getting access to episodes early, you can do so at patreon.com slash Socratic Cinema for as little as a dollar a month. We won't embezzle your funds like the Gotham Renewal Fund all of your patron contributions go directly to ensuring the best production qualities for Socratic cinema. And that is a 100% transparent Socratic guarantee. And I stand by that. This is James Delisio and I approve this message. Um, <laughs> I think that's, that's all I got to say for the spiels. Uh, thank you again. Just genuinely. Thank you again for listening. It's always, it's always a blast. And, and we love doing it so we hope you love hearing it and we made made your day just a little bit better maybe Aww, um, shucks on, on behalf of my good friends Charlie and Casey I think uh, we bid you a good night adios adios, adios. adios.